0: You can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike.
1: If you'll turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 10 this morning. Starting a new chapter today as we make our way through the Gospel of Luke. When we went to India, a group of us in 06, I was part of a group and we had read a book called Foreign to Familiar, which praise God we did. And we got to understand some of these cultural differences and stuff. And so we were very careful about the food, not to say, you know, this is gross or I don't want it or I can't eat that. We just took everything they gave us. If somebody had a dietary thing, they would just give it to somebody else discreetly and just be quiet about it. And Guna came to our team and he says, you're the first team in 13 years that they'd been sending teams to India. He says, you're the first team that you honor us, and and nobody complained about the food. And he says, sometimes our feelings are so hurt because people don't like our food, but you, your whole team, you guys love our food. And we didn't.
0: (laughs) We didn't love their
1: food. (laughs) Some of it, yes. Some of it, no. But we just, we knew not to complain. You know, you you eat it, right? You don't overeat. You know, one thing we learned, too, in India, you take your portion and you eat everything on your plate except for a very small amount. Because if you eat it all, they'll fill your plate again. And if you, they fill your plate again and you don't eat it all, you don't dump it out because all the food that they're giving you is their food for the week. And you as an American could easily eat all their food for a week in one sitting. And so you you eat the meal you have, you leave a little on the side, say, oh, I'm, I'm full, oh, thank you so much. And, and then they'll take it and they'll save even that little bit and they'll eat that the rest of the week. They'll prepare everything and then they'll just kind of save it and parse it out for the rest of the week if you don't eat it all. So we, just have to, we have to understand the culture and the rules that are for that thing. But then, you know, sometimes they're going to set something before you, and you're going to be like, fish head what? I remember I was in El Paso, Texas, and there was a family. They actually, they were from Mexico, but they we were staying at their house, and they gave us menudo. And I had never tried menudo. I had never eaten it before, and, you know, I was going to try it. You know, sure, yeah, I'll try it. Beef tripe soup. It's beef stomach soup. mm and so I took a bite of that, and it, it tasted exactly like the basketball I had just gotten from Walmart. Exactly. I mean, like the smell and the texture and everything. I could have eaten in the basketball, and it would have been just as good. And I was just I just ate it, and I smiled. Because I'd been reading the Gospel of Luke, actually. And I was eating, and I'm smiling, and I'm squeezing lots of lime into it. And he's like, he eats it just like a Mexican. Look at him. And I'm just smiling and eating. And I, I leave, and I'm like, you know, and my, my dad's like, man, you really liked that malnut Noodle, didn't you? And I was like, no, it was awful. He's like, why did you eat it? I said, because you're not supposed to refuse anything set before you. He's like, oh, they would. so he went and told them. (laughs) So embarrassed. So embarrassed. Just eat it. Verse 9, heal the sick there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near you. Remember, he's sending them into cities. He's going to be visiting. They're doing what the Sanhedrin had failed to do again. Proclaim the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is near you. Why is the kingdom of God near? Because Jesus is there. Jesus is there. Wherever Jesus is, the kingdom of God is present. And that's true for you too. When you go into the store, or when you go into the shopping mall, or when you go to the park, or when you go to the gym, the kingdom of God is with you because Jesus is in you. And you are a representative of the kingdom of God. So the kingdom of God is is closer than you think. It's a prayer away to those who don't believe. Verse 10, it says, but whatever whatever city you enter and they do not receive you, go out into the streets and say, the very dust of your city, which clings to us, we wipe off against you. Nevertheless, we know this, that the kingdom of God has come near to you. And so they witness against a city. They do it very publicly. They go out into the streets. Almost seems like they're supposed to be making the kind of a display of it as they wipe off the dust from their feet and say, hey, you, you've you rejected the message you know, it's come near you and you've rejected it. You know, and and I guess maybe the hope would be that somebody in the city would say, no, no, come, stay with me. You know, stay with me. I'll take you in. And the Jews knew what this meant. You know, the, the Jews, there there's, there was such a thing about the land for the Jews. And there still is to this day. That they, they have this mysterious and, I don't know, just reverence for the, the holy land. And so when a Jew would be traveling in a different country or a different place, even traveling from Galilee down to Judea where you, you had to go through Perea or, heaven forbid, Samaria, you would actually stop at the border, shake out your garments, and dust off your feet because you didn't want to carry any pagan polluted soil into the Holy Land and defile God's Holy Land. You know, And so they, they would understand this very well. But we do the opposite, don't we? When we travel somewhere, we bring their dirt with us. I know I have sand from Mexico, and rocks and stuff from from Austria and from Rome, and and seashells and things like that. That I bring, everywhere I go, I bring dirt home. You know, so that's it's just a difference. Verse 12. It says, "But I say to you that it will be more tolerable in the day, meaning the day of judgment, for Sodom than for that city." Yikes. When we bring the gospel to someone, it's a tangible witness. It's the kingdom of God coming near to them. It is God's presence. And and they have that opportunity, the light shining into them, the opportunity to to receive it with gladness or to reject it. But it, it becomes a witness either towards them or against them. More tolerable than Sodom. You know, the more light you receive, the more responsibility you have. And, and he, it seems to be that there's levels of punishment for people in, in, to the degree that they've rejected. Verse 13, Woe to you, Chorusin! Woe to you, Baseda. For if the mighty works which were done, had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it would be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at, at the judgment than for you. Of course, Tyre and Sidon were destroyed. God prophesied against them in the book of Isaiah. In the book of Ezekiel, he, he has specific woes against these places and for the atrocities and for the sins that they committed. But Jesus says it's going to be better for them on the day of judgment than for Coruscant or Bethsaida. These are people who, who had been given a lot of light. Jesus had gone to these cities. Not only did they have the Torah, the, the old covenant, but they also had Jesus visiting them and, and healing the sick and raising the dead. And the city didn't repent. People in the city repented. Praise God. But for the most part, the city didn't repent. They just continued on, life as normal. And his time there didn't, didn't result in revival, as it had in other places. Verse 15, it says, And you, Capernaum, who are exalted to heaven, will be brought down to Hades, or hell. This is where Jesus spent most of his time, and apparently that city didn't repent. And you remember that you know the people came after the Sabbath day was over, halt, withered, and lame, and blind. And demon-possessed, and they all came to Jesus, and he healed all of them. He did more miracles in Capernaum than anywhere. He says, heaven itself came down to you, and you wouldn't repent. You know, it's important to understand that these towns that Jesus went to had a greater responsibility, and I think that that's true for us as Americans. Oh certainly, you know, Jesus, you know, doesn't walk our streets or visit our towns and heal people personally like he does, but he does do those things. And and not only that, I, I mean, I, and I feel so privileged to live in this time where I have resources available to me. I can get on the internet. I don't even have to have anything but an internet connection and a web browser, and I can get resources that are amazing. I can look at the best of the best Bible scholars and what the Greek word means and parse it out just on a website. And not even have to have expensive Bible software or books. I can read commentaries, I can listen to sermons, I can watch videos. I mean, I have so much available to me and so do all of us in terms of God reaching out and using those things to share the gospel with people. And yet with that great responsibility and maybe all the Bibles that we have in our homes, how many people just outright don't live for Jesus and don't don't, don't have any time for God? And that's the reality we have to think about. There is going to be a greater judgment for us by virtue of the fact of the blessings and the availability that those things have to us. In verse 16, he says, He who hears you hears me. He who rejects you rejects me. And he who rejects me rejects him who sent me. And this is true for us today. When someone hears the gospel that Jesus came into this world, God in flesh, lived a perfect life, never sinning one time, and yet, because of his love for you, died upon the cross, canceling the sin that happened all the way back in the Garden of Eden and making it available to whosoever would put their trust in him. And we believe that he died for our sins and that he rose from the grave and that he conquered sin and death. And if we if we accept that, then and it's a free gift. The gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Then we have it, but the wages of sin is death. And if we reject it, then that's what we have to look forward to. Jesus has done everything to reach out, to draw us to himself, and so that we would be saved. He did everything that, that needed to be done for us to be saved. And all we have to do is say yes to him. And if we reject that, how great a judgment we'll face if we've heard that good news and turned away from it. And it's so important that we understand that. And that's it's true. You know, when you share the gospel with somebody, you're holding them accountable. But it's also very possible that, that person could receive life. And so we don't shy away from that, do we?
0: When we tell people, because they need to hear. Let's pray. you stand with me? Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756.